chapter 40, Isaiah speaks these words. Hear God speaking. It says this, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah writes in a time of a loss of hope. It sticks out to me that this, this passage comes right after King Hezekiah invites envoys from Babylon into his palace. And he shows them all of his riches. And after the envoys leave, Isaiah comes to him and he says, what did you show these men who came? I showed them everything. I showed them all my wealth. I showed them all my treasures. I, so, I showed them all the treasures of the nation. And Isaiah says this. He says to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord Almighty. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away. And they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. And Hezekiah says, The word of the Lord you have spoken is good. For he thought, There will be peace and security in my lifetime. And yet there's this time coming that's going to be a time of desolation, of destruction, of death, of loss of hope, of sin. And God says, comfort, comfort my people. As we journey through Advent, the journey through Advent begins in the dark. It begins in a time when there's not much hope. It begins in a wilderness and moves to a garden. It begins as preparation and moves to fulfillment. It's waiting or moving towards arrival. It moves from searching to finding. And even beyond finding to being found. Exodus or um, Deuteron or I'll get it right here. Isaiah chapter 40 speaks of the wilderness. When we think about the wilderness in the Bible, it's, it's a dry place. It's a desolate place. When you think of the wilderness, you, different images might come to mind. You might think of a jungle or lots of trees. But in, in Israel, in the ancient Near East, the wilderness was this 
place that was like a desert. There was very, very little vegetation, lots of rocks. It was a harsh, harsh place. There wasn't a lot of water. And the wilderness is the place that God, when he takes the people out of slavery in Egypt, he leads them into the wilderness. He leads them out of slavery and into the wilderness. He comes and he delivers them from Egypt, and he leads them into the wilderness, into freedom. And the original plan was that they were only going to kind of pass through the wilderness. They weren't going to be there very long. But the people are stubborn, like we're so often stubborn. And they sin. And the result is that they end up wandering around the wilderness, not just for a number of days, but for years, 40 years. It's a time that God takes them and he forms them and he molds them and he makes them into his people. But it's not an easy time. There's bickering. There's arguing. There are times when they don't have enough water and God provides water for them. There are times when they're short on food and what does God do? But he provides food for all 40 years. He provides food for them. He cares for them. He leads them. He guides them in the midst of the wilderness. And then there comes a time when he leads them out of the wilderness. At the end of the 40 years, he leads them out of the wilderness into the, into the promised land, into a place flowing with milk and honey into the place that he originally intended to take them, a place of blessing. So there's this imagery of the wilderness throughout the scripture, throughout the Bible. And we also see mention of, of wilderness, not just in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament. As we come into reading and, and hearing about Jesus and Jesus' story, one of the Gospels, some of the Gospels begin by talking about John, John the Baptist, the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, calling people to repentance, preparing them for the one who is coming, not not the old Moses who led the people out of Egypt, but a different Moses, a new Moses. And when Jesus comes and he begins his earthly ministry, he comes to John the Baptist and he comes to him in the wilderness at the lowest point on the earth, at the Jordan River. And he comes to him to be baptized. And he comes down into the water just as the Israelites crossed the Red Sea and just as they crossed the Jordan River before they took possession of the Promised Land, Jesus comes down into the water and he's baptized. And Jesus prepares the way to bring his people out of slavery, 
not a slavery that involved mixing mud and mixing hay and straw and, and water and making bricks, but out of a slavery to sin. Jesus comes, and he steps into the ancient story that began way back with the prophets, that began way back with the forefathers of Israel and the foremothers of Israel. Jesus comes, and he steps into the ancient story to set his people free. It's a story that's not just an ancient story, but it's the main story today. There are lots of different stories in the world, lots of different narratives, lots of different ways to make sense of reality. But there's only one true story, and it's the ancient story. It's the story that Jesus steps into, and he steps into it in the midst of our sin and our departure from him and our ignoring of him. And he steps into the ancient story. He steps into our story. Jesus is the way that we have been waiting for. You know, people are searching. We're all searching for things. We're searching for answers. Which way should I go? What's the right decision? You know, should I go this way or should I go that way? Should I marry this person or should I marry that person? Well, it might not be quite that simple, but you get the idea. We're all, people are searching, searching for answers. Looking. But what if the answer is not so much a place or a path, but a person? And that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, He is the path. And He steps into the ancient story. And it's not just that we follow some stagnant path that leads to him. But as we step into the ancient story and we walk with him, we follow him. We walk with him. He is the way. He himself is the way. The way is on the move. It winds through the farthest and forgotten corners of creation. And it runs through the worst neighborhoods where others are afraid to go. It crosses lines and climbs walls. And it finds us in the dry desert to lead us back home, back to the garden, back where it all began. You read scripture, the very beginning, there's a garden. And in that garden, God places a man and a woman. And they're in perfect relationship with each other. They're in perfect relationship with him. They're at 
peace within themselves. And they're at perfect relationship with the world and the environment around them. And yet sin comes into the picture. And that perfectness is destroyed and broken. And from that moment on, each and every one of us who comes into this world comes into this world as a sinner. Each and every one of us is a sinner. We come into this world separated from God, separated from each other, separated from the rest of creation, and broken inside. And Jesus comes. He steps into that ancient problem. He steps into that ancient story. And he comes and he finds us in the wilderness. He seeks us out. To bring us back into the garden. Back into relationship with him back into relationship with each other, back into relationship with creation where we're no longer trying to, you know, where we're no longer doing things that destroy creation and mar creation. And to peace within ourselves. Jesus comes and he finds us. He steps into the ancient story and he invites us to follow him. In Advent, we don't find the way. The way finds us. Mm-hmm.